Welcome to the Immigrant Stories Program. I'm your host, Walter Gallagher, and today my interview is with Ilyas Satuyev. Ilyas was born in Chechnya, a republic of Russia, that has been trying, like the Ukraine, for over 800 years to gain its independence. When the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991, Chechnya declared its independence. But in 1994, the Russian forces invaded and waged war on the Chechnyan people for the next two years. By the time the war ended in 1996, Ilias had lost his business, his dreams, and many of his friends. He decided it was time to leave. I came to the United States planning uh, to study for six months, to, to study English. But when I, my plan was to go to New York and go to a Russian-speaking community and find some room to live. I had certain money. I planned everything. But I also had a back, one, one plan, backup plan, if you call it here. Backup plan was that if something goes wrong in New York, I'll go to Glenwood Springs, Colorado, which is I never knew what is it, where is it. it just before I left my country, I looked in uh, Soviet Union encyclopedia and found some information, very small information about Glenwood Springs. But f- I found out when I was here, it was wrong information. Why, why Glenwood Springs? That was a um, very interesting uh, fact of my life. Back in 1991, when I was visiting uh, Moscow and staying in my cousin's house for vacation, I was I always would go to the art places and the theaters and museums. Almost every day I was walking down the street, a very famous street in Moscow called Arbat. So there was an artist and everything. So I was walking down and I saw the young man in shorts. And I never seen people close so close to me in shorts. There was not many people in Russia who that time, in Soviet Union that time, who were wearing uh, uh, shorts. So I was just curious, who is he and why he's in shorts? I was close to him. He was a, a nice-looking young guy, like around 22 or 23 years old. And he was trying to buy some old coins or something like that. Uh, I, I stood close to him, and I was just wondering, watching what he's doing. So and, and somehow we started conversation, but none of us spoke. Uh, he didn't speak Russian, I didn't speak English. So finally we walked, and all I knew it's about uh, America. Uh, I mean, I, I was trying to tell him about basketball, what I knew about America, uh, about history of America, because I studied in university history of United States. But we couldn't get... Uh, Further, but we walked all the way, and finally he gave me his um, card and uh, coin, uh, half dollar coin with Kennedy on it. It was the the greatest gift. I I wished to see the half dollar with Kennedy on it, since I knew all history and uh, about the president uh, John Kennedy. So um, finally he introduced me to his two brothers. They were traveling with him and they were leaving to St. Petersburg and further away. So I don't know what he told me, but he gave me this card 
uh, and the coin. Long, but I kept that coin in the car in my safest place in my home. Three years after that, war broke in my country, Russia, uh, Russian-Chechenian war. After two years being under bombs and the shelters and the basements, it was very terrible time, and uh, I, I, I had depression. I have seen many, many bad things, uh, injured people, war, bombs. So I decided to go away from this place. Uh, and that time I was again reading uh, a book by Leo Tolstoy called um, War and Peace. I got deeper in depression, so I talked to my mom. I, I was hoping she would underst understand me and let me go away. I asked her, could I go to America? She said, it's a long way. I said, look, I need it, and um, I want to go there. And said, what is your purpose? What is the reason you're trying to? I said, I want to see why these people <laughs> live that way, why they live different than us, why it's called the best democracy in the world, why most people try to speak English. So my ma mom agreed with me. She said, okay, you can go. I will, I will worry about you, but... You can go. She she told me, everywhere um, good people, doesn't matter where you live, but everywhere good people, uh, you'll meet good people, don't worry. And so I packed my things, I sold my car, I gathered everything, what I had, I split it two way. I gave half of to my mom and had uh, around $8,000 in my pocket, and I decided to go to America. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Immigrant Stories Program, and my guest today is Ilyas Satuyev. Ilyas is leaving his home in Chechnya just after the Russian-Chechnya War and coming to America. But first he has to make his way through Moscow, where Russian officials are still treating Chechnyans as the enemy. It was very uh, dangerous trip through Moscow because I was a region Chechnyan. When they see me on street Moscow, police would uh, stop me and check my papers, passport. When they see in the passport, they would see where I am registered in Chechnya. So they would give me very hard questions. Uh, why you fight? I am not fighting, would I tell. But still, it was very dangerous for me. I stayed hours and hours in lines to the United States Embassy to trying to obtain visa. I had twice gone through the um, official papers, and I explained what if my what what I am why I am trying to go to the United States. I explained, look, I'm 33 years old. I I had my own business, everything destroyed, but I have hope. I want to study English, and I want to study American way, living democracy, and uh, why why is in world everywhere in embassies. It's a big lines of uh, people tr uh, who are trying to obtain visa to go to America. That was my concern. So I obtained that visa. And um, the first, when I was leaving uh, Moscow, when I stayed in customs, my legs was shaking when I saw the officers checking my papers. I haven't done anything wrong in my life. I haven't heard anyone, but still, when I saw that uniform and uh, when I saw his very uh, special look at me and he saw my passport and visa, I was 
I was scared to death, but somehow I, I managed to sit in the airplane. So I came to, I flew to the United States and arrived in uh, John Kennedy Airport in New York. There was a huge, huge airport. I never seen such crowd and I never seen such a huge place in my entire life. And the first thing was, oh my God, if it's airport like that, what like will be the uh, New York City? How I'm going to live in there if that much people in here? I've seen Moscow, but... I I haven't seen New York. It was very strange for me. So did you know anyone in New York? Yes. No one. I I I knew no one. I just read one book about America. I mean, I read many books about America, historical books, but how to live in America. A new book well, in our days book when one hitchhiker took all hitchhike around America. And I had experience reading that book, and all I knew it's just I could go some places and meet some people, uh, Brighton Beach, where usually uh, Russian community lives, and ask help. They would. I thought I have enough money to rent some uh, room and pay for my uh, language or something, and I had plan. So when I stood there in the customs in the United States, lady um, asked me, "What is?" your purpose, why I, I couldn't answer because I didn't understand the question. So I stayed long, then they um, invited, uh, I, they, they got one uh, uh, interpreter, uh -huh. translator, and he asked me many questions. I, I gave answers as I could, but she didn't believe me, lady, um, because now I understand why. First of all, I, she wouldn't believe I come came here to to study to learn English and study uh, American way of living and also my dressing. I had a two hundred dollar leather coat on me, which and I had a suit and a tie and I was looking like a gangster, Russian mafia gangster. To be <laughs> honestly, I, I I discovered it's it's not the way to. The proper dress way to come to United States America <laughs> because that was uh, the way we used to dress there, leather coat and I don't know. It, so it, she thought you were a gangster. She thought I was kind of I'm 33 years old and she thought I was kind of, you know, I had different uh, goals. And finally, she put the uh, stamp on it when I opened it. I understood that was, uh, I looked on the dates, it was one month. I could stay in the United States only for one month. Mm. And I panicked. I said, okay, what I can do one month? How can I learn English in one month? What I can learn in one month? Then, and I started to get out of airport. And I, I didn't know how to get out of airport to get to city. I spent like six or seven hours in airport, trying to get out, trying to get out. And I was confused, all taxi cabs would come and um, and uh, I, I didn't want to ta take taxi cab. And so I saw many, many, many different people, all religions, all, all kinds of racial people, all, and I got afraid that uh, I can lost in New York. So I decided to use my back plan.
If you're just tuning in, you're listening to the Immigrant Stories Program. My guest today is Ilyas Satuyev. Ilyas has just left his war-torn homeland of Chechnya after the Chechnyan-Russian War and headed for the United States. But after experiencing New York City's airports for a day, he's decided he's much more accustomed to small-town life. And I decided, what if I go to that uh, nice-looking guy, uh, you know, with kind eyes, I remember his eyes, very kind eyes, and what if I go to, to him and ask some help to, you know, and I, my my question was, maybe in encyclopedia says, uh, Glenwood, it's a very small town, maybe I could go there. I decided to go, and I didn't know how to buy a ticket. So I went to policemen. Uh, I had a book with me uh, that I I bought in I think I bought somewhere in Moscow. It was a Russian English book how to study. So I knew few words like help. Well, many important words I learned very <laughs> fast. Thank you, help. And I wrote this what I needed to ask, and I said, please help me. I need Glenwood Springs. And I showed him this, and he said, okay. He got me to the counter, and I explained that I want to go Glenwood Springs. She said, there's no flight to Glenwood Springs. I can get you flight to Denver. Somehow I waited three or four hours. I don't remember exactly, but it was an almost empty <laughs> jet, so I easily got 200-something or 300, I don't remember, dollars. A ticket, and so I flew to Denver. I arrived very late in Denver, and I couldn't get out again. So I tried to get out. Finally, after an hour, I got out. It was very late. It's almost midnight, and I was scared to get into taxi cab, so I managed to do that. And I told him, hotel, cheap. And he brought me to uh, downtown Denver, and I thought Denver is Glenwood Springs, but I thought Glenwood Springs is kind of uh, attached to Denver. So I said, okay, it's fine. I We went to West Western Hotel, and there was a price for $70. But in, in that book I read, I, I knew that I could find accommodations for $25, and I was looking for price of $25 because I was on budget, I needed study, so I planned my my money, how to spend them. And I said, no, $75 for room, it's too much for me, take me to other place. So he took me, and that time I didn't know the streets, the names, the nothing, the community, so he took me to some place, it called Royal Blue Motel. So I, I stopped, um, and it was around 1 or around 2 o'clock. So I went in. He left. I gave him good tip, $7. I didn't know uh, how much I was supposed to give him. So he left. In his eyes, I, I felt like he's kind of sorry for me. And I couldn't understand why he's feeling guilt, why he has a guilty face. So I got into that motel. I figured out something wrong with this motel, but still it was okay, it was too late. I paid $45, uh, and I got my room, I got inside, then I went down and I said, I want 
eat. I said, food. He said, go down street, you'll see pizzeria. So I understood him, and I walked a few blocks. It was very dark, and I wasn't scared. Somehow I, I was totally okay. I had $4,000 cash in my uh, <laughs> pocket, and my leather coat, my tie, and my, my suit. And You were in trouble. You I just don't know. Did, you just didn't know you were in I trouble. didn't know I was in trouble. <laughs> I got to that pizzeria, and in that pizzeria, the cook was looking at me very... There was a line. Everyone let me go in front. It's seven, eight people of line, and I just thought, why are they letting me go in front? So um, there was African-Americans. I saw them in first time, almost first time in my life. Everyone was nice to me. The cook was kind of red-haired, German-looking guy, and he, he looked at me very strange look he gave me. He was kind of afraid of something, that someone going to hurt me or something. I don't know. I got my pizza. I walked down um, three up. I was going to my room, and some guy almost jumped at me, and and he was begging for something. I don't know. He was shaking all over and he was begging for something. I, I didn't understand him. I just walked like a stranger by him. I went to my room, and then I realized maybe it's not nice street or something. So I woke up at 6 o'clock something very early, and I walked down and was watching the sun sunrise. That was so beautiful. And two huge basketball-looking men came up to me and asked, what's up? The first, uh, I didn't understand what it was mean, what's up. I knew how do you do, but what's up, I didn't know. <laughs> I stood there. I didn't say a word. I was staying there like a numb. So, and finally, they leave me alone. I went upstairs. I asked the man, help me with taxi. He called taxi. Taxi came. He was a very kind man. He took me to the Greyhound. He ex I said, take me to Glenwood Springs. He said, I can't take you to Glenwood Springs. It's 150 miles. Well, I didn't understand what he's saying. I said, okay, take me to the place. I can go to Glenwood Springs. He took me to Greyhound. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Immigrant Stories Program. Ilya Satuyev has left his Chechenian home just after the Russian-Chechenian War in 1996. He has made his way through Moscow, New York City, and Denver, and now he's on his way to find his friend, Donald Kaufman, in Glenwood Springs, Colorado. Glenwood Springs, it was April 16th, 1996. It was so beautiful, sight, snow in the, up in mountains, sun, everything so beautiful, canyon, and it was inspiring. It, I just, I wanted to to write some nice things about this these sites I saw, Vale, Glenwood Springs, Eagle, and when I came here, I asked for closest hotel. I stopped in Silver Spruce Motel. Every day I would go out and take papers and look at the rents and look at my dictionary and look the prices, and I couldn't find anything for... Less, I was planning for $200 a month, but I couldn't find anything. So I stayed three days in, in hotel, and I talked to 
owner of that hotel. She was a Polish woman and she knew some Russian. And she was, I said, look, I got I have no time left. I got to somehow stay here. I need to study. Would you help me? She said, I would, but you can't live here in this valley unless you go down to Rifle and rent some room there, room be a roommate. I didn't know where is Rifle. And she said, do you know anyone here? I said, I know one person here, but I don't know if he's still here. So she said, give me the card. She, I said, this is the card. And she said, yeah, this, they still have the, it's a firm, it's a law firm, they said. Uh, this is an old man. I said, it can't be old man. He was young when I knew him. <laughs> she said, no, this is an old attorney. His name William Kaufman. I said, okay, what should I do? She said, call him. So I tried to call, but there also always was an answer machine. I didn't know how to deal with it. She explained me how to take the bus. And I stayed in the bus stop, and bus arrived, I let him go. Another bus arrived, I let him go. I, I didn't know what to do, how to buy tickets. And I, 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 I knew when I go in Russia, I buy some, some in, in, in stores, but I didn't know how to buy it. So then I decided to walk. I walked all distance all the way up to the 23rd street and i found i asked once i stopped in an information building tourist information building and i showed the car they said go all the way up to 23rd street so i went there i found the office i i knocked i came in and a secretary uh, met me and she said how could she help me i didn't know what to to say so I gave her that card. She said, okay, wait a minute. So I was invited in a nice room, and there was an old man sitting in there. I I panicked. I said, I knew that guy. His name was Don, but this is William. And he said, don't worry, everything okay. Wait a minute. They was talking to me. He was nicely, they were nicely treating me. And finally, after 40 minutes, uh, Donald arrived, his name Donald Kaufman, and since I met him, uh, I I really appreciate that he been in my life. He's done everything for me, and I never will forget it because it's unforgettable things. My life changed for never better could things could happen for me. So he arrived. And he was looking at me, looking, I said, look, I remember you, do you remember me? He said, yeah, kind of. And since that, since that moment, he take me uh, to Denver. He found me a room in Carbondale for $300. I had my uh, own room. He did everything for me. He took me a few times to Denver. Uh, and he said, the only thing you can do you can't stay longer than one month. The only thing you can do, you can apply for asylum status. I didn't know it. I said, can, will I be able to go back? He said, not as I know, at least not for two years. Then I said, no, I can't do that. All I came here for to study, I want to go back. But he said, okay, apply, just do it. Then you will see, if you like it, you stay. If you don't, Anytime you can leave, nobody going to hold you here. I said, okay. So I applied, and after one month, we had an interview. 
very successful. They gave me many questions. And Donald was right there, and he was... By his lips, I could tell what they want from me. He would translate for me everything, because I get used to his... Uh, his his language, his voice, he would, I understood him, but the other guys I wouldn't understand. So when he explained me the way he knew, I passed that exam, and uh, after months, I had my asylum. Now I had to, I could stay permanently in the United States, and all since that time, uh, I have a maybe bad habit. I talk to people a lot. I not used to it before, but I went, when I came to America, when I felt lonely, uh, missing my family, especially my mom, and uh, I had tough times. Uh, the war was going on there, and uh, no news, and I would. Um, it was hard time for me, but the all my, uh, I found myself much comfortable with people, so I would go to people and. And Donald took Donald and uh, his family took such a good care of me, and I always wonder if if all Americans like that, what a wonderful country it is. On top of that, it's still very good country, wonderful country. But community like in Glenwood Springs, I really in That's Carbondale, it. Glenwood Springs, this community. I don't know. It's a, it, it's God. God blessed this community. This community is very great. I if I wish I could uh, describe. I had m my vac vocabulary vocabulary, <laughs> vocabulary uh, bigger, longer than I would describe it. That was Ilya Satuyev describing his journey from his home in war-torn Chechnya to Glenwood Springs and the Roaring Fork Valley. You've been listening to the Immigrant Stories program. For more on Immigrant Stories, please go to our website, immigrantstories.net, or subscribe online wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks to Ilias for his story, and thanks to you for listening. 